The following audio is from Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas. Our mission, to make and mature disciples through the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information about Fellowship, visit fellowshiptx.org. All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. This is Julian Martinez. I'm your interim pastor here at Fellowship, sitting here with Daniel, our student pastor. And uh, there was a great sermon on Sunday. I thought it was a good day. Not as many numbers as we've been having, but it was a good day all around. Yeah, it was uh, It was a great day to be in church and celebrate Father's Day. It seems like every year for Father's Day, uh, you know, Mother's Day's packed because all the moms want to be mm-hmm. in church, want their families in church, and all the dads are like, let's go to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the way Father's Day works. Um, but no, it, it was a good day, and I really liked the sermon. That's one of my favorite accounts in all of Scripture is, you know, Peter and Jill and that angel having to like jerk him around to wake yeah. him up and get him out of there. Yeah, and it's a crazy story. Um, they need to make a movie about that. That would days. be a cool movie for sure. <laughs> you can make a whole movie out of that one night. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, but uh, but I loved it and I just uh, I, I love how uh, you see God's power and uh, you know His timing and His love in the whole situation, just like all of your three points. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and dive in. Um, you said. Uh, on your first point that God's power is perfect. So I kind of got a question of why do why do so many Christians struggle with trusting God's power over their obstacles? Like it seems like we struggle with everything. You know, I know people with anxiety and I know people with, you know, marital issues. And, and here's a God who nothing is impossible for. And for some reason, we just we you know, we have trouble trusting him. And here's Peter. And he's about to die, and he's asleep. You know, like he has total trust that God is going to come through in in any way. And how do we get over that? You know, like how do why do you feel like we struggle so much with some of these things? Well, I think it could be um, I think it'd be two things. I think one, I think sometimes our focus is off. I think we get really wrapped up in the things of this world and mm. and wanting. Um, our, our desires are focused on th- the things of this world. And when our desires are focused on the things of this world, then, then it's hard to find Jesus in those things, mm. right? Uh, if our focus is singular like it's supposed to be on you know, loving God, loving others, and making disciples, then, then it seems like maybe some of those other things don't matter as much. Yeah. You know? um, if, I'm, if my purpose in life is to make disciples and, and, and to do what we're called to do, then when you know, something goes awry at work, it's not as really a, a big of a, as big of a deal because oh. it doesn't impact what I'm living for. Yeah. If I'm living for work, then when something goes awry at work, then mm. of course it crushes me. Yeah. Um, and so when, when my focus is where it needs to be, I think that makes uh, a, a big difference. And, uh, and then I also think that um, when we, when we are really, trusting in God it's it, a lot of times it's based on seeing God come through in other situations in our life like like I talked about Sunday for Peter I think one of the things that helped him really trust in God's power in that moment was the fact that God had already come through for him on salvation mm. and that meant so much more to him than anything else God could have ever done sure and so uh, you know I told the story about Jackson when we were at the pool 
and and actually we went to my brother's house yesterday for Father's Day, and uh-huh. he's got a pool, and we went swimming, <laughs> and the exact same thing happened there too with uh, mm. with Piper. Davis never trusted me; would never jump off the diving board, but <laughs> the entire time we we're there. But Piper, uh, I was able to get her to jump off if I held her hand, yeah, from the pool, and so I would she would kneel down, I'd hold her hand. She did that a couple of times, and then the same thing she would uh, by the end of the thing she was just jumping off without mm. any inhibition you know yeah and so when we uh remember the moments in our life where god's come through it helps us trust more yeah. when when trials hit do you feel like um uh, do you feel like we really say that we believe god can do anything and we believe god is all powerful but then we don't put that into action when we have struggles come upon our life, like is that petty to say that? Like you know, no, I think that's I think it's absolutely true. I think I kind of talked about the beginning of the sermon. What when when crisis moments hit, mm-hmm. where we turn is where our hope is, and often our hope is not in Christ. Yeah, our hope is in you know ourselves. Often you know if something really hits the fan in your life, how many times do we go to our own ability to try to fix that? Right, or or turn to, you know, some other source to, to fulfill us and, and help us through that situation. We do it all the time. Mm. I mean, when you're struggling through the day, how many, how many times have people, you know, people they have a bad day, go home and open up a bag of Oreos to make themselves feel better, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. we, we, we turn to certain things right. to, to help us cope. Yeah. When in reality... Christ's power is so much greater than any of those other things. Mm. I love a good Oreo, but yeah, and God's power is so much bigger than than fulfilling those, you know, our needs in in other ways. Right. And do you think like I mean, just getting in your in your scripture more, getting in the Bible more, like you know, instead of like you said, going to that glass of wine, maybe going into prayer closet, or maybe you know, yeah, I mean, reading that's, scripture. That's that's the key. Like whenever something hits a fan, what did the church do? They yeah. fell to their knees in prayer yeah. to God, and and that's where we got to be. Mm. We've got to be a church that when, when we're really, you know, wanting to see God's power in a certain situation, whether it's something that's going on in your life or, you know, you have a lost person that you've been praying for, you really want God to move and act. Sure. Fall to your knees in prayer and, and know that God has the power to do that. Yeah. I mean, he's already proven that he has the power to do anything. Right. I mean, he created this world. He, <laughs> he brought Jesus back from the dead. I mean, all, yeah. all that stuff proves that he can do anything in your life. Mm. And so trust that. I like that. Uh, you also said in your point number two that God's timing is perfect. So it's kind of a two-part question. Like, what advice would you give someone who, like, does not understand how to discern God's timing, right? Because that can be difficult. Like, you know, I can say, well, is this what God wants me to do? Or maybe do I need to go ahead and do it because I'm feeling that way? You know, how do, how do we discern that? Yeah. So that is the million dollar question. That's, <laughs> that's a difficult thing to, to do. Um, I would say that one, you really need to be investing in your prayer life and, mm. and, and, you know, really working on your relationship with God so you can sense his spirit in your life. Yeah. Uh, because what happens is we we all can be blinded sometimes because we want something really mm-hmm. bad. And so when we're going to God, we obviously want what we're asking him for. And so um, it's really easy to, you know, tell ourselves that we're sensing something from God so that we can, you know, we'll feel, feel yeah. good about the decision we're about to make. Um, 
but but you have to really um, you have to really cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit so that you can you can hear him when he speaks. But I would also say um, because of the fact that we can often be blinded, have people spiritual mentors in your life that you trust that mm. you can go to and say, here's here's what I'm feeling. Am I am I right here? What's going on? And let them help you discern it too, because yeah. you know they may not have a dog in the fight. It may help them. It may, they may have a better, um, a greater ability to discern the situation. I know, um, man. Back it was two thousand and nine. I was on staff here and um, felt like God was calling me to uh, to transition to Calvary in Beaumont, um, but I had been offered that same job the year before, hmm. and uh, and in that moment, I was very much considering that job, but I just didn't feel the peace about it. Mm-hmm. There was just this, this feeling of unrest in my spirit. And I knew that it would be wrong for me to take it at that point. Mm. And so I, I didn't, I held off. And, but then when the second time came around, um, God had given me peace about it. And yeah. so I knew in that moment, it, I didn't have that same, you know, unrest feeling in my gut. And I knew that, that it was, that God was leading me that direction. Yeah, I think for me, that's always been the key factor is God giving me peace Mm. because, you know, I'm very, um, I'm kind of a type A kind of personality. And so I'm a go getter, you know, and, and I'm kind of zero tolerance, you know, like I'll just, you know, uh, I don't mind confrontation, that kind of stuff. And so I know there was a point in time where I was going through some things and, uh, really was about to make a significant life change. Mm. And and God never gave me peace about it, mm. you know. And even though it would have been justified, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, very much so in my own heart and in other people's minds when they, you know, those who knew what was going on, it all absolutely would have been justified. Right. But God never gave me the peace. And and sometimes I think we have we we want we want God to move, we want God to do things, and then but we wanted it on our on our mm. time, right? And we want it how we expect it to happen. And that's not what God's about. Right. I mean, just with Peter, it was like the last second, you know, before he was going to die. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, obviously God had given him peace about it and he didn't even know what was going to happen. Right. You know, and he was asleep dead to the world. Right. And so, um, here's, I guess the second part of the question is, do you think we can disrupt God's plan by taking action and not waiting on God? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it can be a dangerous thing uh, when we act uh, outside of of God's direction for our life. When we, like you were talking about, taking matters into your own hands. Mm. You know, when you when you, you you're faced with whatever decision it is, and and you want it so bad that that you're willing to, you know, move things around to make it happen in yeah. in, in yourself. And um, that can be a very dangerous thing because that can ultimately lead to um, stepping outside of God's plan, you know, mm. and, and missing out on what God really wanted for you. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Peter could have tried to take matters in his own hand. The church could have taken matters in their, in their own hand and they could have had lives lost and then yeah. they're no longer part of what God really had planned, you know, for them. Right. And so I do believe that we can, uh, we can disrupt things and, and, you know, get, get, get our own our own ideas and our own our own will mixed up in with what what we feel like God's wanting for us and then we we step outside of what God's plan is and then we miss out on what God really wants mm. his best for us. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that because you know that that 
the persecution had ramped up and James dies. And, you know, in today's logic, 2020, mm-hmm. you, right, you would, these Christians would probably say, you know, our lives are being sacrificed at too high of a rate and we are not going to stand for this. Right. We're going to fight. We're going to bear arms. We're going to fight back. Yeah. And you're not going to kill us like this. Right. But they never did that. Right. Not once. Right. And, and, it's because they they understood, I think, that that wasn't the mission. Mm. Let's get a little off topic, but still, like it was God's timing, right? right. To wait. That's what fight. God was saying. Yeah. Wait, wait on me to move and wait on me to act, and you'll know when I do. Oh yeah. And I think sometimes we try to take matters into our own hands so many times that we totally disrupt what God wants for us. Like God's plan is still going to happen. Hmm. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Had Peter fought the guards and died or something like that, somebody else would have gone in Peter's place and done what Peter did. Right. God's plan is absolutely going to be fulfilled and is going to happen. But when we wait on God, then we get to experience him using us for his glory, mm. right? Because his His timing is perfect and his plan is going to happen. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I, look, I think back on whenever God called us into ministry and like, um, you know, I've told you the story, but I had like, uh, we were moving to Virginia and, um, I had this place secured that we were going to live at. And as we're moving in the moving van, they call me and say like, we're not gonna be able to rent to you anymore. Mm. (laughs) And so we're fixing to drive 1500 miles and be homeless, you know? Mm. And, uh, and it was one of those moments to where, you know, what else are we going to do, but trust in God. Right. And, and that was his providence. It was his timing for us to be able to, totally rely on him and I, I hate that by the way like god don't do that it's ever again to me please yeah. you know yeah. but but i think we have to take ourselves out of it right like yeah like if we're in charge and if we're the ones who are calling the shots then what do we need god for right you know there, right there's no need for god in that moment he, he forced you in the, in that moment to learn trust you know, like mm-hmm. you, you were, you were fully dependent on him in that moment. There's no, <laughs> there's no way to orchestrate that yourself. You're fully dependent no. on him and, and, and it's a painful experience to go through. Uh, but the spiritual reward of that on this side yeah. is, is so much greater. Mm. Yes. Yeah, jumping out of the airplane with no parachute and him yeah. saying, I'm gonna catch you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is not comfortable. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this guy. Yeah, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm homeless and I have no job. Yeah, you got your kids with you. I, can, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, this but, just doesn't seem logical. Right, right. But uh, God can very much move in the illogical. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, on that, you said God's love is perfect. Um, so, the idea of God's sovereignty can like really scare people, right? who God chooses and how he works all that out. Like how do we get past trying to know it all and trust that God knows best? Yeah, that's, uh, that's another difficult question. And it's, it's hard for believers, um, to, to come to a point where they trust God's plan, regardless of what it is, Mm. because, you know, I read the story and, and my first, read through of it is man i feel bad for james <laughs> yeah. poor guy yeah like like what happened with that part like where was god at in that mm. but but knowing and trusting that that god's will is always perfect mm. it's always perfect it's always what's best and, and two knowing that you know like for james death wasn't this 
horrible punishment. Right. Death was the reward for him. Mm-hmm. It was the transition from, you know, this fight that he's that he's living of, of spreading the gospel to now he's in glory with God, mm. spending eternity with Him. And so, sometimes how we view, you know, life, we we, we think of bad things are bad things, you know, and right. and sometimes they're God's gift to us too, you mm-hmm. know, and God's providence and His sovereignty in the, in those situations. Is something that we should always trust because, again, like I said, Sunday he sees that that bigger picture. He sees all these little details that we don't see, mm. and, and so we may think, "Man, I'm really missing out on whatever it is." But yeah. but, but God is in control of all things. I I think that really that's ultimately the basis of all sin is is trusting that God's will is best. If we when we're faced with any decision, we have the choice: do we trust that God's way is the best way for this and what his word says we're going to trust and rely on even if we don't feel like it even if it's Mm. it's not an enjoyable experience or are we going to you know make our own path and and do our own thing and uh and I think that that we really have to get to a point in our lives where we we trust that God has the power to do all things that he really genuinely loves us Mm. and, and trust that his plan is best even if even if it's not our plan and we don't like it, right? We we, we trust that it's that it's the best plan. I, I remember uh, when Piper was little. I think I may have told this story in a sermon one time, but Piper, our kids really like apple juice. Becca's like always <laughs> buying apple juice mm-hmm. for them when they were little, when they're you know little toddlers, and uh, and we had uh, ran out of apple juice. Mm. And uh, and Piper was not very happy about us <laughs> running out of apple juice, and she's like probably one years old, walk, you know, crawling around on a diaper, and yeah. And uh, she was in the kitchen one day. We were doing something, and and we had ran out of apple juice. She wasn't happy about it, but she opened the the cabinet, and there's this giant bucket of pine salt. Oh my gosh! That looks exactly like <laughs> apple juice. And she thought that we were the worst people in the world because we would let her have some of that that, that <laughs> apple juice that was in the cabinet underneath oh, the sink no. and just pitched a royal fit and didn't understand why we would not allow her to have that. <laughs> and, and it's because in her mind, she doesn't see all the other details, right? Mm-hmm. She, all she knows is that looks like apple juice, and I've been wanting apple juice. Mm. And, and we got to come to a point to where we don't just – take things for face value right and we and we just pause and, and and know that God sees this situation bigger than we do and if we, even if we don't understand it even if we it makes absolutely no sense that we trust that his way is the best way and that he's sovereign in those situations yeah I think too we get caught up in like this rock star syndrome mm. where somebody's killing it at something yeah and we're not in our eyes mm. and and God's using us the whole time. Yeah, and then we can look at that and be like, "Man, how come I'm not Matt Chandler?" Yeah. Or have you ever heard that a uh, testimony from Matt Chandler's roommate uh-uh. in college? No. Oh, that's know. very good. He's he's this uh, very studied guy. He's like pastors a small church of like a hundred people, hmm. and he was talking about how um, he was at uh, Abilene Christian, I believe it was, and he, you know, was like leading Bible studies and stuff and, you know, really, you know, learning a lot. And then here comes this young, energetic guy who people were just like magnetic towards. 
and they were and they were pretty much preaching the same thing he's mm. saying. But this guy just skyrocketed to the top, and is Matt Chandler, mm. and it was his roommate. And so for a lot of years, he had this envy towards Matt Chandler right. and this animosity of, you know, I put in the same work, I'm the same person that he is, and here I am struggling with a little church of 100 people, and why has God favored him in that way? Mm. And I think we can very much get in that mode in this world and 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 think like I don't understand God like you know what difference is this between that right and we don't see it right just right. like you said you know we're seeing the pints all thinking it's apple juice yeah and God knows that that's not good for us right, right? and God knows that in other words like I I already know that I would never ever win like 10 million dollars mm. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I, I can't be trusted with that kind of money. You know, I would I would want to do good. Right. You know, my heart inside of me would want to do good, but I know it would be evil for me. Right. Because right. I know myself. Right. You know, and some people have, God has blessed them with the ability to just make tons of money because they glorify him with it. Mm. And they pretty much give it all away. You know? Yeah. It's for them. It's not about being rich for them. It's about God using them to be. And I know people like that personally. I know people who God has blessed with an immense amount of money and they're constantly just blessing others and allowing God to use them, you know? And, and you know, you think on that and then you think on some person who's struggling to get by and they got a few kids and, you know, with paycheck to paycheck and and they're serving the Lord with all their hearts and everything. You know, we've been in that road. Mm. And you can start to feel like, I don't understand, God. You know, like, do you love them more than you love me? Because I see money as this in this right. world. Right. And God doesn't see it that way. Right. Right. He sees it as an opportunity. Right. For that person. And I wouldn't do that. And he knows that. Right. I think knowing who we are in the story, too. Like you said, that rock star status. Like, if you know your part in the story is just, you're just a servant. Yeah. Of the king. Mm-hmm. It's not, none of it's about you. Even Matt Chandler's church is as awesome as it is. It's not about Matt Chandler. Yeah. It's about God's kingdom. And, and, and so the, you know, his roommate and his, his church running a hundred has the level of impact on the kingdom that God wants him to have. And, and Matt Chandler's level of impact is where, where God wants him to have. And they're, it, neither one of them matter because it's not about either one of them. It's about, yeah. it's about the king. And we're all servants within this story in our lives. Or, or nothing for us at right. all. They're, it's our lives are a hundred percent for the glory of God, mm. and, and knowing that, you know, how whatever He allows us to do is a gift. Yeah. We don't deserve any of it. You don't. I mean, we don't deserve to be part of this at all. Yeah. And, and the fact that God allows us to be part of it is is this magnificent gift. And so, uh, knowing where we're at in that story and trusting that that, you know, God allows us to have any part in it. I mean, look at look at James's life. Yeah, that that dude got to be part of the greatest story ever told. Yeah, what a gift. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his life may have been ended short, and and he may not have had the same outcome that that Peter did, but he was still part of the story, mm. and and had the ability, the 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 gift that God gave him to to be a part of building God's kingdom. Yeah, and and got to be there at the beginning of it. You know. And so, to being thankful for what God's done for you, and not always looking at what everybody else has or whatever mm, everybody else has that's going real important. on. Yeah. But 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 knowing, man, God's, 
allowed you to be part of, of his story and, and, and has saved you. Mm. And that's enough to be thankful for right there. Yeah, I think about like sometimes, you know, the life I lived previously, mm. you know, was a uh, was headed down the wrong road. And, you know, I have family members who have served in prison and who are in prison today and will never get out. And mm. you know, I could have been right there. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, that's just the way we are as humans. Right. We, we you know, you, we get a little bit and then we want a little more and then we want a little more and we want a little more. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we can act that way in the kingdom of God, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like God has saved us and pulled us out of this pit and we're just like ever so grateful. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, a little time goes on and we like, OK, God, you know, where's. What's next? What's next? Yeah. yeah. What, what What am I getting next? You know, how, yeah. how, how, how far can this go? And that can build in us a resentment towards other people who we view as either more successful or having a better go at their Christianity. Mm. And we don't, and just like you said, it's not about us. You know, right. it's about the kingdom and it's about, you know, allowing ourselves to be used for God and by God and through God. Mm. And, you know, and, 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 and I think that's the most important thing, right? Trying to understand God's sovereignty is that it's not about us. Yeah. Anybody in the story can have a pity party, even the people on top. Look at King David. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. had it all. Mm-hmm. God God put him <laughs> number one over Israel, and, and there yeah. he is having a pity party for himself, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, anybody within you know the level of whatever God's doing in your life, anybody can have a pity party. But if you have the right perspective, mm. man, that could that that could radically change, you know, how you view life and, and how and how you know at peace and fulfilled you are. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that. I think that's the key right there. Yes, yeah. the key to trusting God is contentment. Yeah, understanding that you know wherever God has you, however He has you, you're going to serve Him to the fullest at that level. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and, and <laughs> you know just being content with wherever God places you yeah. is what God, that's, that's the abundant life that God has for you mm. and trust it, that whether you're, you know, on one end of the spectrum or you're on the other end of the spectrum, wherever you're at yeah. within the story, however much God has entrusted to you, um, knowing that, that that's, that's the part that he chose for you to play. And that's the abundant life that he has for you. Yeah. And I think that takes sacrifice too, right? Like on our part, like we, we have to sacrifice what we think we want, and yeah. what we think is best for yeah. being content in what God has for us and yeah. allowing him to shape and mold our lives however he sees fit. Yep, 100%. Not however we see fit. Well, that's awesome, man. That's all we got uh, for today. That'll wrap it up. And uh, like I said, great job on Sunday. And uh, I thought it was just um, a good a good day. And I'm looking forward to next week or this Sunday, actually, we get back into the swing of things. We have growth groups again, which I'm really excited about. Uh, We have, you know, our two hours and uh, Wednesday, July 1st, we'll be back to our Mm -hmm. Wednesday nights, although at six o'clock and uh, getting into the summer. And we have our family fun day coming up Mm -hmm. and hopefully out this Friday. Yeah, that's right. Parents night out this Friday. If you haven't registered to do that, go ahead and do that. Today's the last day to register. It doesn't cost anything. We just need to know how much pizza we got to buy for all these kids. Right. And so uh, if you haven't registered, please go do that. It's welcome for anybody. You don't have to be a member of our church if you're listening to this and you just need a break. Uh, go register your kids at fellowshiptx.org, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we'd love to watch them and feed them and let them play while you go out and have a good night. Um, and like I said, let's uh, 
let's just keep going. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what we're doing. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, people joining and there's a lot of excitement about, you know, what's going on. And I think God's really moving in our church. And yeah, we had a couple join Sunday and uh, we got another one that's supposed to come, another family that's supposed to join this Sunday. I know we got some maybe some baptisms yeah. in, the, uh, in the pipeline coming up. And so, yeah, God's definitely moving. Things are starting to uh, to really get back to some semblance of normalcy after all yeah. this COVID stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm excited to uh, to get the ball, you know, get the, get the ship moving again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very excited. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you today. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. And we always welcome you to join us at Fellowship Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas, where we gather grow, give, and go.